Oh, hello again. It's been a few hellos this morning. For those that were at least here earlier, I tried like three or four times to say hello. Uh, our online community, hello. You guys may not have gotten a hello from me. Uh, it is good to be with you today. Um, we've been through a lot already this morning. We've been through a lot this last year. Um, I'm going to pray over this time together. I just kind of settle myself. It's been busy. Uh, but I think also inviting God into what we are going to explore together. Heavenly Father, we are here with you. Lord, I pray for myself that you uh, use the words I have here to bring glory and honor to you. Lord, I pray that the words that come out, that you be selective in what is heard for each story um, that I get to stand in front of. Lord, I pray for all of our stories coming together in this space, Lord, that you continue to bring us together, that you continue to form us into the church that we are to be, and that we continue to live out the rich history that we have and the future that we know is secure in you. We pray this in your son's name, Jesus. Amen. So today, I am going to approach this slot slightly differently. Uh, we're still going to engage with scripture, and we still aim to grow in the knowledge, the likeness, and lifestyle of Jesus. Uh, this time, I'm going to focus more on this next quarter of our community's life together. Uh, it's pretty simple in theory, but I think it's valuable to take time to mark out and set out uh, together as much as we can into this quarter's focus. Or you may not have heard the word often come out of me from focus. I have attention deficit disorder, so it's not exactly my strength. Um, but here we are. We're going to get focused. Uh, for this, I would like to tell you, just so that your attention can stick around long enough to know what we're going to do this next quarter, is we are going to focus on, in all of our things, gathering. That is our main focus. It doesn't mean we shut everything else off. But this next quarter, I want to encourage you to make an intentional effort to gather. I'll get into a whole bunch more details, a bunch of different things, but I want to tell you that off the start. So I want you to think from December 31st, which has already gone by, till Easter, we as a community will be making an intentional effort to gather. So that's simple, clear. You guys are like, all right, going to go home and shovel again. I get it. Um, what I want to do is now kind of bring in a passage, because I said I'd bring scripture into this, and I think that's valuable to do. Uh, Hebrews 10, 22. If you want to open up your app or your Bible, or you want to look at the person beside you who's going to open it for you, go right ahead. We've all been there. So Hebrews 10, 22. Let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and with a full assurance that faith brings having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess. For he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds. Not giving up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another all the more as you see the day approaching. So this passage, as we see, encourages us to draw close to God. And we know that that is something we want to do as a community of followers of Jesus. Is that, that's, that's in our heart. And we know that this actually draws us to cling to the hope that we have. And this hope in this passage is actually jumping back to Hebrews 6.19, where it says, We have a hope as an anchor for our soul, firm and secure. So we know that our, our hope 
is something that holds us and that we can hold on to. It won't allow us to drift. It won't allow us, like we still experience the waves, but this anchor to our souls is firm and secure. Now this Hebrews 10 verse um, showed up a lot in Christian circles a few years ago. Uh, You might remember something called COVID. You might remember a pandemic going on and churches all having a few different things to say, right? It may have been a tricky time, may have. Um, This showed up more and more in the conversation of essentialism. What is essential? And you may have your thoughts. You may have had your experiences. You may still be holding things differently over these years. But what I have found kind of interesting, and you guys can sit with me on this or walk with me in this, is since we have returned to church, a lot of churches have dropped this verse. That's once we got in-person services back, we kind of left the, the rest of this passage um, underdeveloped and unprioritized. So this quarter, I hope as a community, we can actually double-click, we can double down on this meeting together and make it happen. You see, it says, spurring on towards love and good deeds. So in this next quarter, I would love for us to double-click, to level up our spurring one another on in love and good deeds. It says to see encouraging happening, to, to be in relationship that encourages others, that it promotes, the, we as a church want to promote this as part of our focus, is that we become a community, not just here, but as you, as we, are a group of encouragers. And from there, we, we see that this is what happens in a uh, biblical, but a, a Jesus-following community, is that we are ones that spur and encourage. Later, I want to circle back, but I want to bring back here our, our focus is to gather. We can spend a lot of time trying to figure out what it means to do all this. But doing all this is the goal. We have a good God who has met us, and he hasn't just left us off in like his hobby kind of corner, where that one project he loves. He's actually drawn us into a community to be with, to be for. And so in this, we, we see that there's all kinds of things that God has brought us together for. And that's where this like, confusing lack of focus happens in the church community. And so in this, we've named that there's limitation to our abilities. We find time and time again, I'm sure you have found time and time again, that you can't do everything. And, and some of us are already, I'm going to get in that category, you can't do everything you once did. Uh, that limitation happens because we are finite. It gets really tricky when you're a finite being surrounded by other finite beings following an infinite God. Right? We see all that he is for, all that he wants to do, all over the place. And then we look at ourselves like, well, clearly we're made in his image, so I guess we get to do everything. Um, a talented leader, a uh, competitive athlete, and just a good employee will tell you the value of focus. Uh, a guy named Robin uh, Sharma, a Canadian leadership expert apparently, uh, he says, what you focus on grows. What you think about expands. And what you dwell upon determines your destiny. Right? This last year, we started focusing on a memory verse. We want to, or this beginning of this year, we started on focusing on memory verse. We wanted to be as a community, month after month, coming up with a new verse that we all will have in our vocabulary. Because we know that the word of God is good. We know that the word of God is good for life. And so we want to continue to add to 
our engagement with God through his word, but also creating a community where we can gather around it. And so we have this memory verse helping us determine our destiny because we are committed to being in the word. But we see that this also happens in other areas, and that's why we want to bring up this, this quarterly focus. We could just try all things and do all things averagely, maybe below averagely, maybe better than above, whatever you want in this category, how generous you want to be, we're a generous community, so above average, uh, we do in each category. But when you focus on something, that thing ought to grow. And that's what we want to do in this time. We want to focus on gathering. Gathering, simply put, time together. That's what we want. As, as Canadians, you may know this, or at least as office fans, you may know this quote. You miss 100% of shots that you don't take. Is it because you're Canadian or because you're an office fan? You know this quote. It's office, isn't it? Right? So this quote, as we know it, may lead us to actually just like taking any shot and every shot. Anywhere. Oh, yeah, three points, whatever it is. Uh, you know, from our side of the ice, just throwing it anywhere. But if you take this further you realize that you can still miss a lot of the shots if you're not actually focused on what you're doing. That you may be taking shots that shouldn't be taken. That you should be maybe a little bit more intentional in where you take your shots, and you take that shot. Uh, as we see in this, that a good bounce can happen, but you look at top athletes, they know the spots they're going to get to. They know where they're going to take that shot because they make it 99% of the time. This is the value of focus. So this quarter, it doesn't mean that we shut off all the other things we do. It means that we may be turning down volume in different areas. Uh, it may be going down to one, maybe going down to five, maybe it won't be at the nine that it once was. Um, and we'll get to a bit more of why that's valuable as a community shortly. But Steve Jobs, I'm sure you've heard of him, I'm sure you have supported him by your pocket right now, many of you. Steve Jobs says, focus doesn't mean just saying yes. Focus means saying no. So bringing this into focus, we realize that we need, as a community, to say no to a few things. Say yes to things intentionally. And this is where it's been abundantly clear to me, and I've been spending a bit more time this last quarter trying to figure out that we have a problem in our community. Oh no, more problems. Don't worry, it's fine. It's a, a kind of a good problem. We have a community that has an 80% serving rate in a regular way. 80% of us are regularly serving. I'm going to clap. Like that, that's actually really, really cool. Like it's not a community where people aren't apart. There's still gaps in needs. And that doesn't tell me that we don't have people who will be involved. What that tells me is that we have a focus problem. That we're asking too much of people who are already involved. And so we want to not just ask more of you to volunteer. Like, oh, like you're a volunteer three out of four weeks? Well, you know what? There is a fourth week, right? Or like, you know, like maybe if you did like the first half of the service here, you go somewhere else and you're like, we can get it done. That's not the answer. It has been some people's attempt to answer. I understand. But that's not the answer. The answer is to have more focus, which means we say yes to things, but also, you can say the word with me, no, yes! Or you're saying no, not saying it with me. Um, that's really tricky, actually. Now I'm kind of confused. Uh, bringing back focus in this, you as a person might actually have the same kind of struggle with this. Where you say yes to every good thing. Because it's good. You love it. You're excited about it. Uh, you have opportunity, and it's like, why not? Well, the why not is that you end up doing a lot of different things, 
and you don't do them as well as they may need, or as well as it would take to get them to another level of sustainability, where it takes effort to start something, you know that, uh, but then maintenance is different. And so in this quarter, we want to focus on gathering. So this next year, we have actually broken up <clears throat> our, our specific focuses into four different categories for four different sections of the year. So this current one, we want to focus on gathering together in community. Doesn't just mean Sunday morning, don't worry. Uh, but in this, we want to have the focus intent that we are gathering in a way that we are growing in the knowledge, likeness, and lifestyle of Jesus. So this focus plan has sh shown up here, but it actually started a few months ago. Uh, back in September, if you will. You may not have all known this, but I started trying to be a bit more focused. <laughs> right? You didn't notice? That's terrible. Um, right? Come on. I was a little bit more focused. But in September, we started focusing in on helping people explore faith. That was, for me, a priority in that season. I had to say no to some other things, and I wanted to say yes to how do you explore faith. Uh, but this actually accidentally started, I think it's by our community, in the summer, where we had a lot of people uh, going places, doing things, engaging in the neighborhood. And so I want to start naming our quarterly rhythms and allow you to say yes when it's on rhythm and to say no when it's not on rhythm. For us to turn the volumes around here and there. It doesn't mean we stop all these things. We're not going to, you know, after Easter, stop gathering in a Sunday morning setting, right? That, that's going to happen. We're going to be here, but it, the volume's going to shift, and I'll tell you that in a few moments. So in a, my annual year, September, right, uh, we, will, we start as a community focusing on exploring faith. How do we become a community where people can explore Jesus? We're not forcing people into relationship, but creating opportunities where they can come and explore. We did this this last year with Alpha, which was great. We had a bunch of people come and sit here and say, hey, what does it look like? Who is God? What does this mean? Why, why would I even want to be in relationship with Jesus? We also had uh, an attempt with caroling to go out to the neighbors to create opportunities where something different is going on. We wanted to explore and leave space for others to come along in the journey. So then that comes into this new year, your year, right, where what is next after you've explored faith is being brought into community, gathering. And so this next little bit, we want to focus on deepening relationships with intent of these relationships spurring one another on, deepening it, and growing closer. Ideally, this looks like making space at tables, uh, gathering around tables, inviting people over, going out together, doing something, gathering. Maybe involves a lot of coffee. You know if it's for me, a lot of coffee. After this quarter, we're still a while off, I'm going to let you know where we're going. We hit Easter. And after Easter, we are shifting to experiencing. We want to see God move in our lives. We don't want to just stay at the exploring stage. We don't want to just be like, oh, like we got some great relationship. We want to enter into the next step of actually experiencing God's love, his presence, his direction in our life. And we kind of accidentally started this rhythm again last year when we had the Hearing God Seminar. So after Easter, we will be doing the Hearing God Seminar. And we'll find some other things to help make this happen. But the intent is after Easter, we shift and we continue to lean in on what is it like to experience God's love? What does it mean to experience the Holy Spirit? What does it mean to be guided and directed as individuals, but also as a community? And then after that, we hit the summer, and this is beautiful. It is, we get to express our faith. 
I'm not saying you don't express your faith all the way around, right? The volume level thing. But our intent in the summer is to double down, to level up the way that we express our faith. And it might be you going to a cottage. Hey, anybody? Yeah, you go to a cottage. You love your neighbors because that's your rhythm. You go there and you say, you know what? This summer I am committed to expressing my faith where people around me get to experience Jesus' love. Uh, maybe it's you stay around you because you're not the cottage person, but you're like, I got a barbecue or a smoker. And you say, you know, I'm going to use this for God's glory in this time. I'm going to express my faith with those around me. Oh, we also have a rhythm where we join up with the community center for the market in the summer, and we try to be present to them. It may be that you invite people out for walks on your blocks. It might be that you get intentional in the summer, you have a little extra time maybe, and you serve differently. You turn up the volume. So each quarter, we're going to name and try to bring it back before each other to remind one another what is our, our higher volume. Because if we don't get clear on our intent, we let all the volumes kind of like compete, and we start doing all the things all the time again, which isn't bad because it's good things, but it's not as good as it could be. So what's interesting, I'll name it, is September, explore, gather, experience, express, and they build into each other. Because if we express our faith, people are going to have questions. Where do they go with their questions? Well, we're exploring together. When they've explored their faith, they're like, oh, like, I'm, I'm kind of in. Well, come gather. We're going to go deeper. We're going to connect in ways. We're going to try to see what this life of Jesus means for us here and now. And then as that goes on, we move into the next part. It's like, all right, like, what does this mean as a follower of Jesus? And we go deeper. And then it's, oh, well, I'll express that now. So that is the the calendar year in quarters, if you will. And so Hebrews 10, 24 says, and this is for us this winter, let us consider how we can spur one another towards love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another. So I want to circle back to a thing called church. Right? It's a complex thing. Anybody agree with that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm finding it more and more helpful to describe it in two ways. There's the organism, and there's the organization. There's the organism of the church, and there's the organization of the church. And church building isn't even close to my vocabulary. Like, we have a building. Um, you're in it. But that is not the church. The church is an organism and an organization. And in this, we have the complexity of it. So I'm going to say that when we think of organism of church, it is like the animated moving parts, <clears throat> the, the peopleiness of it. Uh, in Scripture, you see the ecclesia shows up, and that means the assembly, or the ones that are called out, the peopleiness of the church. Uh, the organization, I think you have a pretty good idea. It's like the structures and system, the organization of the church. Uh, the two are connected, but they are not entirely the same. Uh, so as I got thinking, and this is to tell you how my brain works, <clears throat> I realized the church is a lot like a turtle. Hey, pretty good? You getting it? I'll get you there. All right, so it gets confusing when we think about a turtle. It's got its hard shell, and it's got its turtliness, right? And we, we sometimes think about, like, what if we took the shell off the turtle? You can't. The turtle's dead. That's its spine. That's all of it. It's, 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 a, it's a thing. But when we start looking at the turtle and the church, we start coming into this challenge of organization and organism. We start end up thinking that the turtle's job is to move the shell around right? The goal of the turtle is to take a shell somewhere. All right, now take your shell over there, turtle. 
we as an organization would say, like, we need more volunteers. We need you to do these things. We need you to promote the church. We need you to support the church. And it's, it becomes focused on the getting the turtle shell places. So in turtle terms, the, the goal of the shell is to move it. But in actuality, the organism is supported by the organization. So the shell of the turtle is meant to protect it, to care for it, to keep it safe, to, to give it a backbone of structure. A backbone of structure. Just to, yeah. So we, we as an organization, we can confuse. What are we doing as a turtle? Are we just trying to move a shell around? Or are we as an organization trying to support the organism? If you've got more turtle questions, Gabe's the guy on that one. Um, this is as far as I get you. Now, here's an example of how I've seen this just this last week. I had, a lot of people have been exploring faith, and they're now ready to go to a church. Whatever you talk, church, right? And I've talked to a few people, and they're like, oh, like, do you know anybody at this church? I'm like, oh, I do. Um, like, I would love to go. I've been online since 2020. They started joining in the pandemic, and they want to go in person. <clears throat> so I call up my connection, and I say, hey, like, someone wants to go there. They've, they've come a few times. They don't know anybody. And the question they asked me, <clears throat> church people, right? Organization church people. They say, oh, have they been to our welcome center? Uh, and the next best thing is to join a group. Okay. Uh, the actual thing is the person wants to be in relationship. They don't actually need a welcome center. It's good. It's helpful in all these ways. They don't actually need a group organization structure. They're helpful. But the entire intent of those two things is actually to bring the person into relationship. And we get confused when we start thinking about moving the turtle shell. All right, well, we need to get them through the system. We need to get them to the welcome center and into a group. My friend eventually caught that. It's like, oh, I'll, I'll meet them at the welcome center. We'll get that system engaged. But then I'm going to sit with them. And this is how we can get confused when we think about connecting people with the church. If we want to make people go to this place to sit with you and then leave and have coffee, we can. But that is us moving a shell around. The value of the shell is it supports the turtliness. So this organization, the goal here is to help bring people into relationship with the church, the organism, not the organization. They aren't separable here. There's things that are more beneficial in other ways at work, but they're together, fused. And so this organization is here to support the organism that is the church. So this quarter, we want to be intentional about our body living this out, this gathering. So feel free to still gather here on Sundays. That's great. It's good. I love it. You love it, I'm sure. But maybe the way that you live this out in that pattern, in connection to this structure, is you show up earlier for coffee. Where you say, you know what? I need to be here either to be encouraged or to encourage, or to spur one another. I need to be in a relationship. I want to gather with the church. And so I'm going to show up five minutes earlier to hang around, to create opportunity for relationship to happen. And that be your step. Uh, it might be further that you're like, you know what, I want to jump into a deeper community. I want to get intentional on that. And so you, maybe you start going to a community group. Maybe you're at a point where you are able to start leading a community group. Uh, this gets tricky because we need more leaders this year uh, to start more groups for more people. Uh, so maybe even part of this as a community, we, if we're going to be intentional in gathering, is that we start praying 
for God to show us who will be a fit leader for a community group. Because not everybody is the right leader. You've, you've met the, enough, right? But we want to be a community that's gathering. But we also don't want to just force it all towards the organization structure that we have, where you come here or you go into one of our groups. We want to encourage you to be the turtle, to live out as a body, and so invite somebody over for lunch or dinner. Uh, set up a coffee date or a walk. Find some way to invite somebody into your life to be a gathered church. This might be challenging because it's past your comfort zone. What will we even do? What could even go on in this time? Well, if you, you look at the scripture, maybe the one thing you want to say is, may I have a time where even over coffee or a walk, my only thing is to encourage somebody. That may be through listening and saying, yeah, that is pretty hard. Or, wow, I had no idea how awesome you are. <laughs> right? If, if that's the entire goal of a coffee or a walk or a time together, you are starting to live into the bodiness of the church. So this might look like a whole bunch of other options for you. Maybe what you want to do is have a Bible study with somebody. Maybe you're like, this is going to be one of the best ways to connect with somebody. Or it might be that you're like, we love art. And we're going to have an art night where you start creating space for others to be around you and with you in, in the organism, not just the organization. Maybe you have a Mario party. March 10th is coming up. Uh, maybe you like Super Bowl, and you're like, you know what, I'm going to have a few people over, we're going to yell at the TV, and that will be edifying to us. Right? Maybe you want to do a book study. Maybe you want to do prayer walks. Maybe you're a mom and tots person, and you're like, you know, I need to commit to going to that. Maybe you just like food, and you're like, lunches. I am doing lunches. I'm going to do a lunch once a week with somebody. There's many options, but we see that Jesus kind of supports this in what he says. He says in Matthew 18, 20, For where two or three gather in my name, there am I with them. So if you wonder, is this being the church? Yes, it's the turtly part of the church. God wants us to be gathered together to spur one another on towards love and good deeds, encouraging one another. And so this is my, my hope for us in the next few months, is that we are a community of followers of Jesus that gather in moments that are shared between two people, moments that are shared maybe in a group of three, maybe a mid-sized group, a team that gathers and gets a task done maybe, but in that time the, the greater story is connection. We may see men's and women's ministry pull something together to allow relationships to happen. We don't fully have it all set out. But I hope that this year, this next quarter, you may add a friend. I hope that maybe you add a way of encouraging somebody. I hope that you are encouraged by somebody. I hope that our church becomes more whole and a lot more like a turtle. We may be slow, right? I hope that we get healthier through intentional focus on connection in each quarter. But knowing that we have to turn up volumes, we need to say yes to some things and no to others at other times. And I hope that in this, God shows us himself more. I hope that we know him more. I hope that we see him more. I hope that we embrace him more. And so I hope for you that this is also encouraging for your life practices, that you learn to say no things, even really good things. So this brings me into a, a hard one, 
Again, when you start making values and visions and intents, you have to say no to things. So we have a wonderful ministry here at Stanley Park called Kids Park. And there's a lot of good happening there, right? Good is good. Uh, But there's a challenge in this, is that we have people putting time and energy week after week, and it's still tight to pull it all together. So to ensure that we let people rest, which I literally just preached about, so I can't not say we're not going to let people rest, and not just ask people to do more and expect more of people involved, we're going to make a change. Uh, we want to continue to grow towards multi-generational church. That's a vision and a value. That's partly why we hired Gabe. And so we're going to make a change. And we as an organization are going to make a change for the organism. It's not just about getting the shell around. So in this next quarter, we are going to change up once a month. We are going to let our focus drive the organization, and we are going to help allow health and vitality to happen in lives of people who are volunteering in kids' ministry, but also be intentional in the time that we have together as a a whole community. So on the fourth Sunday of each month, we are not doing Kids Park downstairs. We are creating a way that we can focus our energy of the volunteers, the people that are involved, the ones that are like, I'm in, and allow them to have three weeks with the kids doing kids ministry the way we have been doing it, where they're not feeling stretched into like, oh, if I pace myself, I can get two more weeks out of this and we can pull it off. We're going to create rest opportunities, but we're also going to create opportunities of connection. And so on the fourth Sunday, we're going to call them the Gathered Sundays, as that is our intent. And in this time, we're going to be having kids with us. We're going to have more resources at the back for families. So families, we're going to try to have regular change up of some of the resources so your kids can be cared for part, but not, you know, you know, you know kids. It's going to be a little bit better for you. Um, but in this time, we also want to be intentional in making relationships as the whole church. So when the kids are with us, encourage them. Get some names. Find out a bit of a story. Be intentional in this time that it is an intentional gathering. It's not just, oh, we stopped doing something. Suck it up, parents. That's not our attitude here. We are doing something that we want to allow for the kids to get better investment downstairs when they're with them. Better investment from us when they're up here as well. And so we are making this change, and we hope that this helps us become the church that we're meant to be. The organism and the organization. And that does mean that we're going to make some other changes. So we have a back corner, you've already seen, we've moved some resources over there. We want to create space where they can get stuff from this time. But we're also going to change it before Sunday to have a little bit longer of a kid's blessing time. We're going to show a little video of a Hey O Jesus. It may be actually more applicable in our lives than some of the other things that go on here. That's fine. I'm fine, we'll name it. Um, we want to make sure we resource families. But we're also going to distill the message down. Right? How long am I going on? We're going to distill it down because attention spans are hard, right? Amen? Come on, you can do it. I'm not offended. Attention spans are hard, and bringing in kids makes it harder. Kids, it's harder. You get it, parents. So we're going to distill that time slot. We're going to fill in a little bit more with the kids' blessing and uh, space for the kids to learn, cared for them, and we're going to make this a good go in this next quarter. We don't, we don't have any commitments past this quarter. It might carry on depending on what we need to do as a church and priority and value and what God actually grows. But in this quarter, we're being intentional. We are focusing on gathering 
And I would love to invite you to join the organization in this way, being more like the turtle, where we support the organism in living after Jesus, where we encourage one another, we see and spur one another on, we invite others out, we find ways to have moments with each other. So I'm going to pray over this time, over this next quarter with you guys, and I really hope God does something really cool as we bring this into focus. Uh, Holy Spirit, uh, it is your work in our lives. And in this time, we as a church, we want to focus on gathering. We invite you to steer us through these coming months. We invite you to speak to us. We invite you to put people on our hearts and minds that we can call, text, email. People that we can say, I want to get a coffee with you. I want to go for a walk with you. Allow us to be the churches you have made us to be. Lord, we ask for our organization to come along and support life and vitality in us as the church. And we ask for you to continue to steer us in your direction for your good works. And in that, Lord, we ask for the gift of discernment. As no is one of the hardest things to say. Lord, let us know what you want done and not done in this timeline, in this moment. And may we be blessed by your presence in one another as we gather. We pray this in your son's name. Amen. Thank you, everybody. Have a wonderful week in the Lord.